Hello and welcome to the Excel Against the Odds podcast. I am your host, Sarah Berton, a chronically ill business mentor for business owners with chronic illnesses. I balance running multiple businesses, living with several chronic illnesses and raising my family. In this podcast, I tackle the complexities, everyday challenges and solutions of working with a chronic illness. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Excel Against Yours podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Helen Dickman, who is a tutor and also coaches other tutors. Welcome, Helen. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here and to be talking to you about all things uh, work and disability related. (laughs) Fantastic. And could you start by telling us a bit about yourself, what you do and where you're from? Yeah, of course. So I currently live in Southend in Essex. Um, I've sort of always lived around the southeast of the UK. I mainly for the past few years have been an 11 plus tutor. So I specialise in English and sort of help kids getting into grammar schools and things like that. Um, Also as well, though, over the past year, I've started offering coaching to other tutors and just sort of helping them to build their businesses, get more students and basically start to scale up a little bit and increase the services that they offer. Fantastic. That must be really interesting uh, working with other tutors as well. Yeah, it's so nice. And I think as well, like being a tutor can be quite a lonely job. You know, you're sort of by yourself, often doing one to ones, things like that. So I've I've really found that sort of doing this coaching and starting this new community, it's kind of gives you this feeling of like having colleagues and someone to bounce ideas off. And so I, I run a mastermind and things like that as well. So, yeah, it's, you know, every day something new and something interesting. So I really enjoy it. Oh, fantastic. And I think you're right. Um, running a business in general can be very, very lonely. And mm-hmm. also having a chronic illness can be lonely. So mm-hmm. creating that sort of community uh, really helps other people and takes off that pressure of being by yourself all the time. It gives you that chance to talk and discuss ideas. You must find that in your business. Yeah, definitely. I, I honestly think that one of the biggest things about running your own business is mindset. It's I think it's one of the huge things that gets in people's way and sort of, you know, stops them maybe sort of achieving things they, they've always wanted. And and I definitely think, you know, having community helps you a lot of the time to realise that you're not alone in your thoughts and how you're feeling and thinking about things. And, and that in itself can be quite empowering, I think, for people and, you know, sort of help them to keep going with their business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mindset is definitely a huge component of running a business and I think if you get stuck in your own mindsets then and you lose your confidence don't you and that stops you having the courage to push yourself so having that support that you're offering uh, sounds amazing perfect thank you (laughs) and if you feel comfortable I know that you have a chronic illness because um, I met you through the entrepreneurs against the odds Facebook group Um, would you mind telling us a bit about your condition and how it affects you Yes, so I have a um, condition I was born with. It's called multiple epiphyseal dysplasia. Don't ask me to spell it. Um, You know, to this day, I've not ever met anybody else with my condition. And so it's it's relatively rare. But basically what it is, it's a sort of degenerative problem in my joints. My joints are a bit wonky, like they don't grow properly. Um, It mainly affects like my hips, my knees, my back, kind of all those, basically all your sort of main mobile joints. I guess the main effect of it is the sort of arthritis side of it. So my, the, you know, the, the bones sort of wearing away quite quickly in the future, I'm going to need, you know, knee replacements, hip replacements, things like that. But um, I've held out until now, but I've, I've certainly got a collection of scars and operations and stories I could go into. (laughs) But yeah, so that, that what I say is the main thing. It sort of affects my mobility is the main thing it affects. And um, was your condition any, 
did that lead you to starting your own business or would you have started your own business anyway do you think I think a bit of both to be honest with you I think I like from a young age I'd always had ambitions of owning my own business so I grew up with parents who ran their own business so I kind of was in that environment and you know could see the life that it gave us um but also as well you know I found that I found that having my condition like in some ways I didn't realize this I think until recently but it made me quite resilient it's you know it's um I think when you have a condition you're you know you have to get up in the morning and get on you know and it's sort of you've got to keep going and I think running a business is very similar to that because you have good days and bad days and in many ways I can see parallels between living with my condition and living you know with a chronic illness as well um but you know I, I started off I, I love teaching it's my main thing so I tried to do a bit of classroom teaching but it was way too physical um, and mentally stressful as well, if I'm super honest with you. So that didn't sort of pan out. Then I tried doing an office job and I did something totally different working for a charity. Um, and I loved it. I loved the job. But, you know, sitting in an office for eight hours a day when you've got hip and back problems is, is also just equally not good for you. So I'd kind of tried different ends of the spectrum. And of course, this was pre-COVID. So the idea of working from home was oh, totally out of the question, you know. So I think I sort of very quickly realized in my early 20s that um, having the freedom to run my own business and basically live my life the way I want to was, was the main solution or answer for me. Fantastic. And you find that work, running a business works well with your condition? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean... So I think things like things that really benefit me is, well, working from home is a huge thing. You know, it means before I'd sort of be running around everywhere and sort of getting in the car and things like that. And it just wasn't sustainable. It would cause me pain. And by the end of the day, I'd, you know, not be feeling well and things. And that that kind of cycle repeated every day and it wasn't overly motivating. So being over to, being able to sort of work from home has been great working on the computer um and ultimately as well you know I get to pick and choose the hours I work I get to pick and choose the people I work with so I I'm very intentional about making sure I work with people who I think you know share the same values and things as me and, and the respect is equal so you know if they need to maybe cancel or move a session I'm always obliging and happy to do that and then that gives me that freedom to do that with them as well so if I'm having a particularly bad day or week I know I have that flexibility there that I can shuffle things around a bit. That's so handy isn't it and it's great if you can build up that sort of relationship where you can do that it makes all the difference. Yeah definitely yeah it's made a huge difference. I, I think as well another thing is that I'm very I'm very strategic about my sort of timetable and, and the way I work during the week so I've managed to cut myself down to pretty much a sort of four day week, sometimes even a three day week, depends how busy I am. But I, I know in myself, I've learned with my condition that I'm good at working in sort of like a little intensive burst. And then it's good for me to have a break. So in terms of like my coaching sessions and things like that, I sort of put those all in one day. So I know during the week I can rest, relax, have a day off or so before it. And then the following day I'm in, I'm sort of in the right mindset. My body feels okay and off we go so it's about finding that balance I think throughout the week absolutely and that's amazing that you've done that because I think that's one of the key things that I talk about with my clients is understanding your energy and how you work and then adjusting your timetable for that so it sounds like you've done that beautifully yes <laughs> for now <laughs> it's always a work in progress <laughs> yes absolutely because because also your health changes as well doesn't it as different things happen and you, you do have to adapt as your body changes so something that works today might not work in a week's time so it's good to keep 
aware of that definitely and I think that self-awareness is so important like I am I yeah I get excited about things I'm a keen bean I'll sort of run into it like yes I'll sign up to do this and I'll sort of my diary will end up filling up with things back to back and I and I sort of forget how many things I'm saying yes to so that was that was definitely something I struggled with in the beginning now I'm a lot more sort of controlled about it and I you know for example I know that one day of the week is dedicated to teaching and coaching another day is dedicated to like admin and marketing and things like that and that's been a a really important thing as well for me because I think like I used to burn out quite a bit and and maybe I used to do that a bit more quickly than others because well I had the kind of physical side of it going on as well so I was like physically and mentally burning myself out so that was a big learning curve I think when I first started my business is to to chill out a little bit (laughs) yes yeah and it's I think when you've got ambition it's so easy to get carried away and want to do all of the things but I think regardless of whether you've got a chronic condition or not it's important to understand your limits and work accordingly exactly exactly (laughs) and are you good at integrating uh, self-care into your daily routines I've got a lot better I've got a lot better I think if I'm totally honest I I would say I'm a bit of a recovering workaholic I think I think in the early stages like I say I definitely did too much I I wasn't working very smart in my business I was just sort of like powering through all the time but now as I say I've managed to cut down my week I do little things like um I've started doing aqua classes and things like that at my local gym and I love it it's you know for people with joint conditions and things it's like one of the best things you can do is swimming and stuff like that all the pressures off you so I I actually like I say I'm very strict with myself now things like these little aqua classes and just having a break I actually time block this and put this in my diary so it's like a non-negotiable so when I wake up in the morning and I look at what am I doing today I know I've got call here aqua class at lunch and then maybe one call in the afternoon and I found that before when I didn't put it in my diary it became it was like more of like an optional thing and of course I'd get carried away doing little things around you know on my laptop around the house and I just wouldn't go and do it um so yeah time blocking I highly recommend and actually not just planning work but planning like nice things for yourself as well as you say absolutely I'm a big fan of aqua classes as well um, (laughs) because I have joint issues and it is amazing for for those joint pains Um, and I'm exactly the same as well I put that into my diary and it means that you do do it I think that's one of the most important things you can do is planning things for you rather than just your work yeah yeah well done for that (laughs) thank you (laughs) and um do you have flares with your health do you have days when it's your health is worse than other days yeah definitely I mean I think especially like winter time like with arthritis and things like that winter is generally the worst because it's especially living in the UK you know it's a bit cold and damp and it just seems to get into your bones a bit um but then also strangely really hot days as well in the summer also give me a bit of a flare-up so I'm um I, I love 20 degrees and a cool breeze perfect conditions <laughs> it's for me too yeah it's perfect isn't it, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um but no yeah I, I do have bad days sometimes but For me, again, that's sort of going back to what I was saying about the flexibility of my work. I don't worry about having bad days anymore. Like I think like when I worked in an office, I hated the guilt I felt. And I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't have felt guilty for it. But I I hated having to like call in sick or asking for time off or things like that. Um, And I think that's a huge benefit of working for yourself is that that feeling goes away because, you know, you're just looking after yourself. You know, you know, your business will be there for you tomorrow. And generally, if you're hopefully working with nice people, 
it's not going to be a massive issue if you have to shuffle things around. Um, I mean, touch wood, I feel like I've sort of managed, managed my diary well enough now that even if I have a bad day, I'm never kind of over pushing myself that I can normally get the work done and then I can just sort of go and relax for the rest of the afternoon or evening um but yeah it's it's all about that management all the time isn't it absolutely <laughs> yeah trying to get that balance right and uh listening to your body as well makes all the difference yeah 100% <laughs> and you say that you you talk to your customers do they know about your health condition or do you just explain that you're having a bad day yeah, it's an interesting one. I think with tutoring, I've never really talked about it very much. Um, I guess, I guess my attitude with with my with my disability is that like it's a huge part of my life. It affects me every day, but. I would say like it doesn't necessarily define me. It's not something that I sort of talk loads and loads about in terms of like with my with my customers and things, just because also as well, it's never really needed to, to come up too much in conversation. Um, from a from a coaching point of view, though, I have I have spoken about it a little bit more. So I think, you know, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about like mindset being a huge thing when you're running your business. I know I talk a lot about marketing with people and sort of putting yourself out there and things like that. And you know, lots of people say to me they, they hate the thought of pe- being on camera and people seeing them and doing lives and things like that. So I think in those situations, I I think my, my disability is kind of relevant to talk about then. And I talk about how, you know, when I first started, so as part of my disability, like my my fingers and things are sort of like my, my hands don't look normal whatever that is I say in speech marks um but you know so for me my hands are one of the more noticeable parts of my disability so when I first started online I would you know sort of sit there with my hands tucked into my into my lap and just talk at the camera and and it looked so awkward (laughs) I looked so uncomfortable so I realized look you know this this is not working like people must like I'm cringy watching this so kind of gradually over time I started just slowly using my hands a bit more and more in videos um and for me it was just a whole process of just getting used to it you know I wasn't about to dive in the deep end and start holding up my hands and making it really obvious and things like that but over time I realized I now wave my hands around in front of the camera and don't even think about it so this is something I talk about with with my coaching and I say to them look you know what what might initially bother you at the moment with time you'll build up resilience towards it and it's just you know you don't have to throw yourself in the deep end straight away you just need to be intentional about kind of slowly becoming more familiar with it really I guess that's fantastic advice (laughs) brilliant (laughs) and um have you learned any important lessons along the way oh so many I could probably talk for another half an hour about this I think the main things are um I wish I'd done it sooner I think is a big thing I wish I'd started my own business um sort of earlier in my life I mean don't get me wrong I'm, I'm sort of you know I'm, I still started it quite young but I'd kind of been planning doing it since my very early 20s and I waited till my sort of later 20s to do it and um, it was a confidence thing at the end of the day it's that's sort of the reason I didn't do it um, but yeah so I think sort of jumping in but another huge thing I think I've learned disability related wise is to think about the future and and to plan for it as well so I I really promote to people creating um I guess guidebooks or sort of handbooks of like what you do in your business so for me now everything I do has like a process to it my business and and I document it so I do have a virtual assistant who helps me so that really helps her just sort of understanding what we do 
But um, so about two years ago, I slipped a disc in my back and it was like very unexpected. It was very boring how it happened, like literally got out of bed and just felt it kind of go on me. Um, anyway, long story short, eight weeks later or about 12 weeks later, I had to have surgery because it, it got that bad so quickly. And in that time, like it was it was a huge struggle because no one really knew how to run my business. And I was kind of the main one doing everything. So no one could really step in and take over. So that was a really difficult time because, of course, as well, when you're self-employed, you don't have sick pay necessarily and things like that. So it was quite a, an eye opening experience for me that I need to you know, sometimes the unexpected can happen, um, you know, disabled or not disabled. So for me now, a really huge part of my business is having that rainy day fund, I think is really important. Um, and also just having processes in place that if something were to happen and you couldn't sort of work in the business for a couple of weeks, somebody could still step in and at least keep things ticking over for you. So you can just go away and concentrate on your own health rather than worrying about the weekly email going out and things like that. <laughs> which at Absolutely. the time feels very unimportant <laughs> yes yeah but you, you do want to feel like your business is still moving don't you because you put so much effort to get it into the place where it is you don't want exactly. to lose all that yeah exactly exactly so it's it's kind of a, a bit of insurance really for yourself and your business I think because um and and you know it's like touch wood I, I was okay and I sort of bounced back from it all but it was yeah it was a wake-up call to sort of think about this a little bit more long term as well Absolutely. And it's, you don't want to have to think about the worst case scenarios, but it's so important to put those provisions in place, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it's and, you know, it's it's not a it's not a huge thing, you know, just like I say, every time I create something new or have a new process, I just scribble it down in a little Google Drive document. So it's just all there in one handbook. And and again, like the rainy day fund is just like a little bit of savings that go into an account each month and things like that. So it's just just gives you that other little layer of protection so you don't have to worry about it so much. Yeah, and I think that's important for anybody running a business because you don't have the sick pay and the cover that you might do if you're employed, whereas if you're self-employed, you do need to take that into consideration, don't you? Definitely, yeah. It's it's a huge part of becoming self-employed, isn't it, is that you don't get holiday pay, you don't get sick pay. Um, And I think in the beginning as well, that's, you know, one of the reasons I was probably a bit of a workaholic is I sort of had that feeling of like, well, I don't get holiday pay. And I felt like I almost had to sort of make up for that lack of sick pay and holiday pay. But um, like on hindsight, it it wasn't helpful. Like I needed the breaks. I needed the holidays. It should have been something I should have fit into my business more, um, sort of been more strict with myself about it. But, you know, we learn. (laughs) We live and learn. (laughs) And it's great that you have learned because I think a lot of people don't they keep going and pushing themselves until they have to learn whereas if you can practically see that you are needing to have that break then that makes all the difference as well. Definitely yeah definitely. And if somebody was thinking about starting their own business and they've got a chronic illness what piece of advice would you give them about doing that? I think honestly and simply just do it just give it a go you know I think I think we we get in our own way so much all the time you know again it comes back to that mindset thing you know I think quite often we're passionate about something we really care about it we've got a great idea but it's so easy for our brains to think of a million different reasons why we shouldn't do it and I think a huge thing that's helped me with my business is that every day is an experiment like there is no blueprint for the perfect business like if there was everyone would be self-employed having these perfect businesses everyone would be millionaires but but they're not is the truth of it so I think for me a, a big thing is saying to people like 
take like don't put pressure on yourself like I say treat it like an experiment you'll you'll have some days where things your ideas will work really well and you'll have ideas you know which maybe don't pan out but that's kind of the beauty and the fun of running your own business as well like you don't get that creative freedom when you work for somebody else you know everything has to be given permission and signed off and it takes months and months for something new whereas in your own business you could literally wake up one morning have a great idea and by the afternoon you're starting to implement it so I think it's about taking action and not putting too much pressure on yourself of the results of that action you take basically that's it brilliant yes and you're right I think often we overthink things whereas if we just took the action then if it doesn't work out then that's a great way to learn how not to do something and how to do something differently so you learn through those mistakes whereas if you don't ever make those mistakes you'll never learn so exactly a brilliant piece of advice <laughs> thank you and do you think there are any improvements that we as a society could make towards people living with chronic illnesses I think this is something that everybody says, but just awareness, just general awareness for people about things. Um, I, I, I think one, one sort of, I don't want to use the word good, it's not the right word, but I think one thing that's come from sort of COVID and the pandemic and everything that happened with the lockdowns is that, you know, a lot of people have been able to work from home and it worked it worked really well for lots of businesses um i mean like as an example i i know somebody who used to work for a bank in the city and they would commute into the city every day to sit in an office and sit on the phone to people in scotland and wales <laughs> like it just made absolutely no sense and the amount of money that was spent on transport and things so you know working from home was exactly the same nothing changed it all worked so I think a really big thing from from an employer's point of view is that I really hope lots of businesses stick with this flexible working because I think for people with you know chronic illnesses and disabilities they need that flexibility because their, their day-to-day life isn't necessarily the same as everybody else in the office um, so I think that trust and respect and, and flexibility is, is really important um, and also as well I, I had a very interesting conversation the other day with somebody we were talking about logos actually logos for businesses and symbols and we were talking about the the disabled symbol and how the symbol is like sort of in a wheelchair isn't it and I was saying how I think it's it's very interesting like there's still I think the world is getting better but I think there is still this feeling of like when they think of somebody with a disability or chronic illness they think of somebody who might be in a wheelchair um and then you know that there are other people of course out there who have conditions that aren't necessarily in wheelchairs so I think there's like there needs to like I say this increasing in awareness and like the symbols and the language we use around these things is really important absolutely I think um especially with chronic illnesses and hidden they're hidden disabilities really yeah, aren't they and exactly there's just not that awareness that people somebody could look absolutely fine but really be suffering inside exactly yeah exactly so um yeah I think I think those would be sort of two of the main things really that's great thank you <laughs> and are there any books or podcasts that you would recommend so I think um, one book that I really love. So there's a lady called Denise Duffield Thomas. She does. Uh, you're nodding if you maybe heard of her. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes. She's, um, Big fan. Yeah, she's good. Her her book. She so she wrote a book called Chillpreneur, but actually I think she's re-releasing it a new title. I think it's going to be called Chill and Prosper. Um, I just think her advice is very sensible. A lot of it's around money mindset, which again, I think is like that whole mindset thing. It's a huge part of running businesses. We, we all in our own way have little money blocks, um, 
I certainly had little money blocks like relating to like my disability and chronic illness and things like that. So I found her book very kind of straight talking and sort of simplified. And also she promotes this idea of, you know, working working well sort of earning lots of money but not necessarily having to work yourself to the bone to get that and I think that's really important as well like that we live in a, a world now where we don't promote this like hustle culture and working you know workaholics and you know you have to work ridiculously hard to be successful because it, it's just not true so I highly recommend her book to people I think it's um, a valuable read if you're interested in starting your own business. I agree. It's a, it's a fantastic book. And she also has a great podcast as well. That's uh, worth listening to. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, who inspires you, Helen? Do you know what? I, I honestly think, I, I, I don't know if this is a bit of a cop-out answer, but honestly, anyone, anyone who sort of has the courage and commitment to starting and running their own business because like it, it's not easy there is a lot involved and I think you know there are there are sort of big celebrity figures out there and things who okay you know they they've achieved great things but actually I think just day-to-day -day people running their businesses you know balancing their lives things like that I think they're the people who are inspirational because I think they're the people that we can relate to more to be honest with you in our day-to-day Absolutely. And I think it's really interesting because when someone has to, is running their own business, there's so much that they are doing. It's not just what yeah. they're delivering. It's all the behind the scenes. It's having to manage a team or having to manage finances, having yeah. to manage marketing, sales. You literally have to wear a billion different hats don't you, when you're running your own business. Oh, 100 percent. You've got about 10 different job titles. It's, um, you know, even even if you're just running a business by yourself, you're still almost internally like a small company of 10 people. So, yeah, it's admirable. Like people work really hard setting up their own businesses. And, and I think, like I sort of said earlier, there's no there's no magical blueprint to, to running a business. And for me, I just I love kind of seeing how other people run their businesses because it's, it's inspiring. It gives you lots of different ideas and shows you different ways of working as well, which I think is so important. Absolutely. It is great seeing other people's businesses and learning what they're doing and, as you say, getting inspiration for them so you, to see what you can apply into your own business as well. Definitely. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Helen. Is there anything else that you would like to add to the discussion? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, like I say, thank you so much for having me here. It's It's been so lovely to talk about this. It's like I say, talking about my chronic illness is not something, um, not something I talk loads about. But I do I do think it's important that people do discuss these things and be more open. Um, and I, I'm trying to listen to my own advice here as well. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it is, like I say, it's it's something that, like, it doesn't define me. I don't let it hold me back, my chronic illness. But it is also something I think just that I, that, you know, I still respect and, and know that, you know, my life and my business sort of has to work around it as well. So ultimately, I think it's it's all about balance, really. Brilliant. That's a great <laughs> note to end on. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, please can you let the listeners know where they can find you? Yes. So probably the best place to find me is um, on my, so my website is lovemondaysclub.co.uk. I saw a cheesy name there. And also I am on Instagram as well, which is at lovemondaysclub. Um, yeah, just at lovemondaysclub. <laughs> Think about it there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I'll post that in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank Fantastic. you so Thank much, you so Sarah. Thank you very much, Helen. Speak to you soon. Okay, bye.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have a chronic illness and either run a business or want to, then come and join our free and friendly Facebook group, Entrepreneurs Against the Odds. To sign up to my newsletter or to learn more about how my business mentoring services can help you grow your business and make it work better with your health, check out my website at www.excelagainsttheodds.co.uk. Have a great week.